1: Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode number 676 of Locked On Raptors for Friday, March the 6th, and uh, maybe you're listening on Saturday, March the 7th, but it's dropping it on the 6th around dinnertime. Uh, you know for Friday night when most people listen to podcasts uh, <laughs> so thanks for tuning in uh, of course I am your host Sean Woodley uh, Raptors.com for the month of March you can find all my work over there Raptors.com I got one post up uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Woodley Sean you can find the show at Locked On Raptors we can find links to every single episode of the podcast and of course please make sure you are checking out the Locked On Podcast Network where we have team focus shows covering all 30 NBA teams as well as all 32 NFL teams I forgot my leagues there for a second Uh and uh, We got all the NHL and MLB action for you, too. Again, if you are a Toronto sports fan, lots of great coverage of spring training of the Toronto Blue Jays over on On Blue Jays with AJ Andrews. And then Mike DiStefano has you covered for the Toronto Maple Leafs on On Leafs. So go check those shows out. Uh, support the local pals. It's much appreciated when you do that. Uh, all right. On today's show, it is a mailbag episode, as promised, online, uh, and we are joined by our favorite Katie Heindel. Katie, what is up? Hi. Are you okay?
3: (laughs) I'm great. I'm good.
1: Did Did you fall down a a shaft of some kind?
3: (laughs) No, I'm just sitting still. It's been a long week. It's okay. How are you? you
1: I'm good. Do you have a dynamic (laughs) microphone that just like moves around on you? Um, Is that what it sounded like? It It sounded like the mic like dropped a. Like a a floor, basically.
3: (laughs) Oh, okay. No,
1: (laughs) but you're fine. You're good. Uh, you're you're, you're all set. Yeah, yeah. How how (laughs) was your uh how was your week? It's good to catch up with you. It's been a while. It feels like.
3: Yeah, it has been busy week. Busy week. Um, started my writer in residence position in the tech world for three months. Oh yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. and did a lot of basketball writing in the time between that. So you know. It's crazy to me that it's Friday, but that's okay. Oh, and going to see the Wayback at some point this weekend. (laughs) Oh,
1: yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised we haven't made that some sort of uh, locked on Raptors officially sanctioned event.
3: (laughs) I mean, yeah, frankly, we could do it. uh, We could do it after. I mean, I have a sneaking suspicion I'm going to want to see it more than once.
1: Yeah, I uh, I'm frankly a little too busy this weekend to go and see it. Unfortunately, I I, Ooh figured, la la. I, I, I was hoping to potentially like you know grow a beard and uh, bring bring a flask to like a, a Thursday night showing, of or like a
3: for yeah, like a forty, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a yeah, like a bottle of Cuddy Sark. I'm trying to decide yeah. what's the best on brand. Just Who's find my radius the looking. Uh-huh. My
1: rattyest-looking button-up shirt, <laughs> one of those ones that used to be okay to wear to dressy occasions, but is now like just garbage. Doesn't fit. Doesn't tuck in when I want it to. Perfect. Um, throw yourselves yeah. down
3: the stairs in the theater.
1: I'm excited for the way back. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Get mad at the movie. Get mad at the other team in the movie, and throw my bottle of Cuddy Sark at the th- at the screen. Uh, yeah. Give a rousing speech to the ushers as they clean up my mess
3: it's you gonna know. be good <laughs> it's
1: gonna be good we'll do a review of the way back eventually i'm sure um but until then we have a whole boatload of mailbag questions that came in from the people that we should probably address uh and thanks to those who really really leaned into the weirdness we got some absolutely fucking whacked out questions this this time around which is always good nice. never gonna complain but, man, we got some weirdos out here. Uh, love all of you weirdos, but, man. Um, all right, let's get into these questions. Let's start with uh, Emma J. Brown. She asks, assign three raptors with a pet of your choice and name it. Non-domesticated animals and or mythical creatures are allowed.
3: Hmm. All right.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, but they're, they are my pet.
1: They, like, are they live the in pet. my house. No, no, no. They are the pet... You are said so. You know how some people have like fashion stylists where they'll buy clothes for them? Mm-hmm. Basically, we're buying pets for members of the raptors that fit Oh, their, their, I thought
3: their they're becoming the pet. <laughs> 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 okay, okay, okay. Um. Uh, well, this is this is easy off the bat. I think I would like to wait, wait, wait,
1: wait. You thought the Raptors players were becoming our pets?
3: Doesn't matter. Yeah, it
1: doesn't matter. (laughs) A
3: different question, a different line of questioning. Um, I think uh, I would get Pat McCaw a chameleon. Okay. Um, I just feel like they would vibe like they have a similar (laughs) like look about their faces. Um, I think I'd get. I want to get someone a big cat. Um. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to get uh, Chris Boucher an ostrich. Um, oh. <laughs> just, I think it would be like, just imagine them strutting down the, the tunnel together.
1: Are you, you aiming know? for like the uh, the Bowser phenomenon from the movie I Love You Man? The, what's that? The, the instance in which a, a dog and the owner look the same?
3: No, but I realize that, that's you... what's happening um, <laughs> a little bit. I was going to say ostrich is good for Chris Boucher because they're a vicious, large bird. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes his confidence can go off a little bit. So I feel like if there's mm-hmm. anybody giving him side eye or anything, any kind of attitude in the tunnel, um, an ostrich is going to like, they like... Gratch people to death
1: yeah they're messed up they,
3: they like gouge yeah like their beaks and they're they're mostly kill with their feet so mm-hmm. he's got he's got that walking beside him um and then i'll tr- okay i'll try and get away from subconsciously matching <laughs> subconsciously <laughs> matching players um this is tough <laughs> uh i want to get marcus all something that like makes him happy Because I feel like he's been kind of bummed out these last few weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, He looks a little bit grouchy uh, in the times I've Uh seen him. Mm. This is tough. Uh, Maybe like, ooh, like a little koala to cling to those fuzzy, fuzzy pants that he's got. (laughs) And I feel like a koala fits into the palette of that... um, Beautiful suit he was wearing last week where it was like outside inside mm. colors matched Top and right. bottom or they reverse but I thought it was a jumpsuit which I thought was beautiful, but it wasn't
1: I was gonna say did you ever have someone at your high school who had sugar gliders like those little flying squirrel thingies? No there, um, was a, there was a there was a guy in our high school that had those that he would just like keep in his pocket Then he would too much it out at school you know, yeah, you much. know, the
3: type like everyone knows the type, but I didn't go to high yeah. school with that kind of type, thankfully. <laughs> uh, but de- yeah, de- I can picture that type.
1: Their their name's definitely Brandon. Um, yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. This guy's name was Brandon. Uh, oh, so he shit. Had, <laughs> he had uh, these, uh, these these sugar gliders. And I, like the way that like the sort of body of a sugar glider kind of has two components reminds me of that. Suit oh, that yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Uh, That's good, Mark actually. Yeah, for him to have one. Okay, I'm like sorry to Brandon, but like I think Mark could be the one to turn it around <laughs> for like that type of pet because he could keep yeah. it in the little lapel pocket. That's pretty cute. Yeah,
1: yeah. It would no longer be a weird guy cute. pet. It would just no. be you know, a nice a nice pet mm-hmm. to have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Mark Casal could normalize sugar gliders. I think. Um, I think Rondell Jefferson. I would give a baby wildebeest because when okay. wildebeests are born, they learn sort of the dexterity and balance very quickly. And I feel like Rhonda Hellish Jefferson could use that sort of role model in his life as he mm-hmm. loves to fall down a lot and mm-hmm. kind of has those like wobbly, freshly born wildebeest legs. Um, I'm not <laughs> sure what, we, what we're naming it, but um, I, I think Rondy. he could definitely use it. Ron Deere. No, Ron Deere. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, <laughs> and then Terrence Davis, I feel like, could use a pet. He's new to the city. He's getting acclimatized. Uh, he maybe doesn't have a lot of friends, so he's trying to find companionship in the form of an animal. Um, and, like, some sort of winged bird makes sense, considering the dunks he threw down last night. Mm-hmm. No. yeah Yeah, like are you thinking like a of of some kind
3: yeah good i was like don't there's two ways you could go you know like are we talking a a raptor itself a bird of prey Mm -hmm. or are you gonna be like i don't know something else a songbird of some (laughs) kind which actually you know what like both would suit both would suit his personality at different times that's why he's such a beautiful person
1: well, that's I think like a peregrine falcon makes sense because while they're vicious predators who reach incredible speeds and fly beautifully through the sky and sort of dodge the, the towers in in the city environments in which they live, much like Terrence Davis does when he goes to dunk on tall people, um, I do think the uh, sort of the, the, the parental instincts of birds of prey are so strong and they are very loving parents and considerate and they kind of are there with their young for a very long time until they can leave the nest. And I feel like Terrence Davis has that sort of soft side to him as uh, as a bit of a sweetheart, while also um, just knocking doves out of the sky with reckless abandon. So, um, 100%. I think that's, yeah. Uh, also, there was, I won yeah,
3: a speech arts competition uh, in the sixth grade with, no, fifth okay. grade with my speech on peregrine falcons because that's the kind of child i was so i could uh, (laughs) i could give him some tips because i feel like when you memorize something like that it stays with you forever
1: speech arts i remember i once did a speech about stand-up comedy
3: oh no (laughs) (laughs) this like this clarifies a lot for me i have to say
1: (laughs) Like it. It wasn't even like me trying to be funny. It was just me talking about the history people of people being funny.
3: Comedy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how old were you? Was,
1: uh, probably like grade four or five. Yeah. Um, yeah. This uh, this checks it was out. Like, <laughs> I think it was my follow up uh, to me winning one year. Uh, I did a speech about the tsunami, um, which obviously had some like heft to it. And then that predated a, that
3: predated stand-up comedy
1: yeah then i was like you know what i got to change things up it was too easy when i went with the oh serious topic let's do this uh, it did not go so well the next time around <laughs> uh, just a quick shout out to uh at surly that's an interesting spelled handle um he uh or or they pass along Kyle gets a donkey uh, this is these are his, their suggestions. Kyle gets a donkey and names him Debo just to be addicted to mar uh OG gets a parrot and names it parrot and teaches it not to talk uh, and <laughs> and serge gets a hamster and names it fancy. He thinks it's an exotic type of miniature dog and walks it on a leash <laughs> <laughs>
3: i mostly just like the idea of a hamster named fancy that exists for too. sure already i had but. a
1: ha- i had a hamster when i was a young uh we thought its name was uh barney and then the neighbor came over one day and picked it up and uh a dozen babies fell out of it so we had to rename oh it oh my
3: god that's <laughs> messed up
1: and then it ate the babies
3: oh let's move on
1: yeah this is a friday night podcast let's not (laughs) revisit
3: childhood anymore
1: nope i'm all good
2: the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the nba playoffs Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Uh, Next question here comes from Terrence Davis, fan account at Six Dog. He asks, if you could cook a meal for one Raptors player, current or past, who would you choose and what would you cook?
0: Hmm. Yeah, Are you, you much know,
1: of a, of a chef, Katie? I
3: have um no, but I think <laughs> I just recently <laughs> admitted this because like I have I have set things I can make very well. Yeah. But it's because I like always go back to them. Um right. and when I'm like I'm just going to wing it and like oh, I'll throw all this shit in a pan and like it'll turn out okay. It never does. So hmm. I think that and then I think I think in some ways that's kind of the testament to like whether or not you are an okay cook. I mean, there's yeah. two ways you could be a good cook. Technically, like you can make things well and you can follow a recipe. But I think there's like the um, instinct <laughs> of cooking, mm-hmm. uh, and so I don't have that. But I would make I'm I make an like incredible roast chicken. Just extremely okay. simple <laughs> um, <laughs> with. Uh, Usually with like some green on the side. Sometimes I have a rapini, sometimes a collard green. So okay. I feel like it's like a good, it, and it's like a, it's a year round meal. It can work like any time of year, but I don't know. I guess again, I'm going back to the fact that I feel like he just needs some cheering up, but I would love to make that for my man, Marcus Saul, but I feel like I'd make us each a chicken, one chicken each. Mm. Um, and we would have it in the summer with some rosé out on somebody's like patio,
1: That sounds really nice. Lovely, Maybe like some some grilled cobs of corn to throw in there as well. Yeah, and a little corn for the sugar
3: glider. Some baby (laughs) corn.
1: That's the most adorable thing I've ever envisioned in my (laughs) entire life. (laughs) Uh, I think I would um, go back to, let's set the stage. It's 2009 or so, and uh, poor Andrea Bargnani has been force-fed uh, primo <laughs> primo pasta as though he's the uh the the giant slug that makes slurm in Futurama just force fed uh for his entire life the horrid the horrid horrid plastic that is primo pasta and sauce. And so I would cook Andrea bargnani a, a nice like homemade pasta dish where I'd you know roll my own noodles. I would, uh, you know, maybe work in some seafood or something like that. Maybe like a shrimp linguine of some kind, uh, just to like give him real Italian cooking in Toronto, to give him that sort of sense of home. Maybe that would make him like basketball more. I don't know. Maybe I would have, maybe he would have turned it around and actually been an all-star after those thirteen games or so, where he looked like one. Um, my, what's my theory what's is chef?
3: That... Well, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Well, no, go ahead. No, I'm... no.
3: What's your theory?
1: Oh, that, you know, had he not been force-fed Primo pasta, maybe he would have had his spirit maintained a little longer. Maybe he would have had stronger ligaments and not gotten hurt. I don't know. Stronger body. (laughs) It's
3: true. I was going to say, was Chef one of the things that he listed uh, in his Instagram bio?
1: I can't remember. He changed the bio, and I'm really mad. Yeah.
3: I mean, too We it should have really, Why didn't we like If any Oh this is Someone probably out there Has screen capped it So if anyone has yeah. Please send it Please send it along I mean, Promptly
1: Worst case I just go back And listen to the episode We did where we read them off And then I write them down And take a picture of that
3: But you know It's, it's just the, on the internet yeah. Somewhere
1: It's saved in audio form Somewhere at least So um, But I don't think It was on there Now that I think of, Oh it might have been Because we might have said Serge Ibaka was the chef mm-hmm. Which might have also been wrong uh, <laughs>
3: I thought I said he was an astronaut. Anyway.
1: <laughs> uh, all right. Let's carry on. Uh, next question here comes from Josh. How, if you ha- each had to custom create your own over-length scarves, how would they look? Uh, or what would they look like? What material would you use? And how often would you wear them?
3: You Josh, the buddy, game. I already have several. Um, and they're all a little more <laughs> luxurious than the next. Uh <laughs> I have a beautiful Sean. You've probably seen this one. I've worn it to games. Uh, it's yeah. like a kind of like a candy apple red um, wool, very soft wool scarf. Um, it's mm-hmm. about as wide as a kitchen table uh, and longer than my body, so that's pretty <laughs> good. I have like a simple kind of black wool scarf, a slightly smaller, and then I have a gorgeous. Uh, cashmere, <laughs> like a dove gray scarf. that's... likewise, you could you could use it a like in a pinch, you could use it as like a blanket.
1: Okay, I am really bad at scarves. I don't really have any. I have like two, but they're like sports scarves, like ones uh, one that I wear when I go see the Hamilton soccer team play. It's a, a scarf oh yeah, for that like team. a soccer scarf. Um, yeah, and, and so like it's pretty first small and doesn't really uh, yeah soccer
3: scarves i think are mostly meant to be hung on the wall like they don't really go around most people's necks like yeah because like once you do a not really yeah yeah,
1: there's not like enough excess once you do one wrap to properly like stuff down the front of your jacket maybe i'm not even wearing scarves correctly i'm not even really sure how to do it (laughs)
3: there's lots of ways
1: (laughs) um, yeah i know there's i just gotta watch surge and og i guess and get get inspiration from them but um no i've I've never been much of a a scarf guy so probably the most likely answer is i just fashion together all of my sports scarves into some sort (laughs) of uh you know team supporting paraphernalia that i you know drape over my body in a more sort of uh practical way than the ones i currently have Uh, but
3: that's gonna get you on league fits man
1: yeah, I would hope so. It's my goal is to get on uh, media fits with Alex Wong this year. Um, I guess the other one, like, would just be as I mentioned that I thought Surge might wear in when the, the Scourge was at- Scourge! you just
3: you just did scarves and Surge, as I just a new made name. amigos ad lib. Yeah, that's real good. Um,
1: <laughs> and um, but no, I, I was thinking like Surge might to respond to the scarf wars like wear just just a scarf type of thing that he just like strategically drapes over the body parts needs that need covering and it's only he's wearing a scarf um maybe i could do something like that although <clears throat> i'm not sure anyone wants that <laughs> all right move on to the next question which is from brad uh, at two underscore much underscore hoops Brad does some great stuff. Make sure you check out Brad. Uh, he asked, Katie, if you needed to plan a low-key hangout one-on-one with each of the main bench guys, Terrence Davis, Norm Powell, Serge Baca, Chris Boucher, and Patrick McCaw, what would you do?
3: Bradley, I got to say, don't be so nervous. You can't plan a low-key <laughs> hangout. <laughs> you can't. What you can do is like start somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. You can start at a location. If it's extremely low-key... Um, you can start at, you know, one another's places, maybe one of you still getting ready to go out. Um, and the other one is like putting on music. Um, (laughs) but then, (laughs) then you, you go out and you let the night, um, unfurl in front of you.
1: That's a good point. I don't think I've ever sent a text to somebody, uh, like asking, Hey, would you like to have a low key hangout this evening? It's, uh. You can't force it like that. Otherwise, it's not low-key at all. Um, w- what would be sort of the starting point for the Hangouts with each of these guys? Like, I, I could see Surge being like, a, hey, Surge, do you want to go to the mall type of thing? And then no, you know, you're at the mall, no. you walk around, you buy some stuff, <laughs> you try some clothes on, and then... You realize, oh, hey, there's still plenty of day left. Want to go grab a drink? And then Serge is like, yep, let's go grab a drink. And then by the time the night ends, you are in Pickering at his favorite foo-foo spot, uh, just having a time. I could see that being. I feel
3: like with Serge, it's, for me, I feel like it's opposite. I feel like he'd be like, yeah, yeah, like come by and then we'll go out. But it would be one of those times where like you don't end up going anywhere, but you actually have a lot more fun just hanging out, playing music, probably in this case, drinking some phenomenal wine. Um, Yeah. And just like Serge is just like playing songs for you by the end of the night. He's like, try on these clothes. Like we're going to try on (laughs) clothes together. Um, And then you are putting on outfits and you're planning each other's outfits. And then like, that's, that's the whole night. And then that, that to me, like, that's a low key hang because you didn't, you just started somewhere and then, and then it just happened. So that's my surge and then we got to do for the rest of the
1: bench well we can just oh, like talk generally about these guys like uh, like okay who do you think would be the most likely to engage in like a really just a really good video game hangout like you just hey man i got this uh i got the new red dead redemption want to come over and whip around a little bit uh like who of those uh, those guys yeah, would be the most likely there like
3: probably no? or like malcolm
1: I was gonna say Boucher probably is quite video gamey, but that might be. Oh, true, 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 true. true. He's got all of those younger like
3: dudes. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Boucher's got the video game reflexes that is manifested (laughs) in put back dunks all the time. (laughs) It's just like really, really quick. Like you think he's button mashing, but actually he's like really carefully doing combinations to destroy you. Um, (laughs) Who would? uh, Who of these guys Um, would you most like to hang out with?
3: I feel like Rondé would be a fun person to just like drive around with. You know what I mean? Mm, Like you're just spending the evening kind of driving around, making fun of people, playing songs pretty loud um, and like stopping somewhere when you see something that looks good and you want to grab a bite.
1: Mm. Yeah, he does have a really uh, suburban drive around country roads vibe just just because there's nothing else to do.
3: He's a chiller, uh, and he's like fun, yeah. you know he's like a fun yeah. dude, so that could be like that could just turn into something you had no idea was coming.
1: He's definitely the one who's most likely to suggest that you go to some uh like r- like rumored scary spot, like you know how in like Skugog, there's like the thing with, like the, <laughs> the like the, the myth of like the headless motorcycle driver or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, let's go, let's go there and and, and get scared. Let's go to Magnetic Hill and get scared and <laughs> let's go let's go to where the asylum used to be." I was
3: going to be like, "Oh, you might end up at the Scarborough Bluffs like lighting lighting like expired fireworks off on the beach <laughs> or something." But both work, you know? Both work.
1: Yeah. Ronde seems like a guy I want around in the summer. That's for damn sure. Um Oh yeah.
2: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Let's, uh, we got a couple more questions to get to here. Let's, uh, oh, this one comes from Rob Senta. Very important question. Why do the Raptors not have a team dog like the Washington Capitals and Caps Pup? Have you seen Caps Pup before?
3: Mm, No, let me Google this real quick.
1: So his name is Captain. (laughs) It's at Caps Pup on Twitter. You can just go to.
3: Do you know who else has a dog named Captain? You, right? Me.
1: Yeah. Amazing. Yes. Um. My
3: dog's better than this dog, I have to say. (laughs) This captain sucks. (laughs) So that's probably why the Raptors don't have one because this is the most, this is a real basic dog. You know what I mean? (laughs) They got him posing in front of the Washington Monument. Like, this is the blandest, safest dog. My dog's uh, Instagram, my dog has an Instagram, my captain. Okay. And his bio is, I love eating and Greg, which is my friend Greg. <laughs> Much better bio already. Um, I don't know. The, you know what? Like, to be honest, I think it would, didn't, one, our raptor had something with, I don't know who it was, but someone had a thing with the Toronto Humane Society. I remember this. I just remembered this, like mm. maybe six years ago. Oh, it was Damari Carroll.
1: Oh, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, I loved that. It would be really cool if they brought that back because then you could have, like, you could have uh, these, like, dogs cycling in. And you know what? I just thought of the pers- perfect person, Patrick McCaw, because you could call it Patrick Mapaz.
1: Oh, my God.
3: <laughs> and you could just bring in a new dog every week and help the dog get adopted.
1: Kyle Bow wowry
3: Yeah. Those could be the names of the dogs, but I think Patrick McPaws could be the program and then you could oh, riff on players' okay. names. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Bow Wowry would be the the, a good a good first <laughs> dog name. Bark this. This is great. Yeah. You know what? Rob is a lawyer. I know because his law firm generously invited Dishes and Dimes to a wonderful screening this past week. Uh, and I feel like if anyone could get this done, it is him and the energy of his firm.
1: Rob? Get get on this. P- we're, we're, we're Please, Rob. In all of you Please, now. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can get to one more question, I think. Uh, this one comes from... Okay, which jersey should I buy? This one comes from Noel. Which jersey should I buy? Pascal All Star Game, another Lowry jersey, black, red, uh, black or red, a Fred Van Vliet OVO, a Norm Powell red, Terrence Davis. Also, what are your general criteria for buying a player's jersey?
3: I was just talking about this today. Uh, I okay. feel extremely bummed that I didn't that I didn't cash in on the our favorite red jerseys, the living red, as we called it, jerseys from mm-hmm. last season, because in my mind I was so sure they were coming back. So I might try and get to an outlet mall yeah, <laughs> or, like, a sport check outlet and, like, get myself a Lowry, one of those red jerseys. Um, I've been thinking extremely hard about the throwback jerseys because I do want to get one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me it would probably be Van Vliet because uh, – he, I remember, like, I was at the game where he played his first minutes, and I was like, this guy's, you know, this guy's going to be somebody. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's extremely cool that now he, he, and for the years and years and years, I would go into the team shops and be like, this sucks. I'd have to, like, make a Van Fleet jersey. And now he's got his name prominently on, yeah. like, probably the most important jersey they've released, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, my, with the, my, like, championship uh, tag. Yeah. My my grandmother is a uh, is a trendsetter in the Fred VanVleet throwback jersey category. She purchased hers before her first game a couple weeks ago. It was uh very very. Um, actually, we bought it for her. We bought it as a surprise birthday gift. She didn't purchase it at all. Uh, <laughs> but still, um, I, I would say it just in general, like
3: you can't go wrong. You can't I mean, go that's wrong. Kind of it yeah, too. I would say
1: like. People who are like immortal like most of the guys in the team are immortal because they're part of the championship team. So I would say definitely go nuts. You run the risk when you draft a rookie that maybe you're getting them sort of like you're only going to get a couple years because you never know, you know, trades and things like that. I was lucky uh, back when I used to buy hockey jerseys, like some sort of pleb, um, I got a Jake Gardner jersey during his first year. And I was like, man, this is amazing. He's he's awesome, great rookie, love him. Uh, and he ended up being with the team for like eight years. But there's also the potential that he could have been traded as like trade fodder as a first-year talented player. Um, so I would be a little bit worried about Terrence Davis for that reason, although number zero is very good. Um, I'd I also... think I
3: want a Terrence Davis jersey because it's says. Just... Davis two
1: the, and it's zero. Those yeah and it's tight. Those little weird intricacies <laughs> with the numbers are always good as well in the in the in the lettering. Um, I would say the black and reds, while they're good jerseys, I think those might be phased out relatively soon. They've been around for about five years. I would imagine there's some sort of tinkering to come. So I'd maybe wait until a new version of those is released to go buy one of those. I would say. The throwbacks definitely are are good. The OVOs I think are going to be like the uh, kind of like the the sleeved jerseys <laughs> and like the um, some of the uglier versions that the Raptors have had in the past. I, I just I don't think those are going to hold up super well ten years from now. And so I would say stay away from the OVOs if you can. Um, and yeah, the. I think the throwback is kind of the way to go right now, unless you're getting, like Katie, a bootleg of the uh, the North Red jersey from last year that they won the title it's in. It's
3: not going to be a bootleg. It will be <laughs> official, but it will be Overstock. So, uh, okay. but you know yeah, what? You know, you can get an Overstock Lowry yeah. because they printed the most of those. That's true. Yeah. And that's who I wanted to buy anyway. Yeah. I know we said we're done, but I do want to do one more question yeah. that I just saw. Okay.
1: Go nuts. By the way, I also I'm going to get you, a, I want to get a John Thomas jersey now having written about him.
3: Oh. <laughs> you could get him to sign it also. Probably, That's yeah. going to be sick.
1: Yeah. I don't
3: Everybody should read that piece. It's really well, good. You. Your are
1: nice. Uh what's so, the other question that came in?
3: If you had to play either Tyler Hansborough or playoff Patrick Patterson 10 minutes a game on this team because they had dirt on Nurse. Like Macaw. I guess like dirt about Macaw. Uh-huh. Who would you play? Where, so, where did
1: this question come in from? I don't see this anywhere. This just
3: came in hot. So <laughs> this just came in real hot. I'm going to say, I'm going to do you one better. I want to play Tyler Hansborough 10 minutes on this team just for fun. Yeah. I don't I don't want, I want, I want, I want, I want uh, Psycho T back because I think that's the kind of energy that you can really use mm-hmm. in like a slump and it. And he doesn't need to have any dirt. He's a dirty looking guy, but he doesn't need to have (laughs) dirt on anybody in the front office. Um, And frankly, guys... There's a lot of macaw hate here, and I'm starting to feel bad for him.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too. I, uh, there were <laughs> a lot of anti macaw questions that came in. Um, I mean, just he's a more likable Patrick than the other one that's been asked in this question. So that's a, a, a bonus yes, for macaw. exactly. Yes, um, exactly. I agree. Hansbro is absolutely the answer. You could definitely use him as like a small ball five right now as they deal with injuries um and he would be just like yeah psycho energy is what you need on this team this team is a team of psychos psycho t would fit in perfectly
3: psycho looked like um, he wore shoes from giant tiger and he didn't he didn't <laughs> care and no. he would come out like literally spinning like not as a spin move he'd just be like whirling around running into people yeah. falling down and like frankly you kind of want that uh end of march early april and you've mm-hmm. already got the playoff spot Bring that guy in. Let's scare some people.
1: I think Tyler Hansbrough is one of the players who'd be most likely to not shower after a game. He and never did. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's also probably the kind of energy that while you don't want every player on the team to be that, having one guy like that yes. is kind of okay. Like having that one freak who stinks. Throw people uh, off. Yes. Yeah. Off the yeah, scent just,
3: by, by having such a strong scent.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Part of it's part of the psycho mentality, really. Yeah, is, yeah. I stink, baby. Guess what? You gotta deal with it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I don't like what I just did. I feel
3: like he you he just stepped into your body.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not a. I feel a little violated right now. Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, glad we got that question in under the gun. That's great. Uh, and I think we should probably wrap it there because I got a radio interview in exactly two minutes. Ooh, so.
3: la, la. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> fancy, big radio boy. Yeah. Um, Katie, do you have anything you would like to plug?
3: Yeah, really quickly, I'm actually going to have an extremely serious end piece that I really loved writing, and it means a lot to me uh, on Jenny Busek, an assistant coach with the Mavs. I had to, awesome. ha- I got to have like an incredible conversation with her, um, so that's actually going to be coming out tomorrow, but oh, I mean Saturday. So depending on when you're listening to this, please check it out.
1: Amazing. She's cool as hell. At Up Rocks, correct? Yes. Awesome. Uh, do that. Follow Katie at whatevs. Um, Find me at Woodley Sean. You can find my stuff at raptors.com in March. Uh, My first post went up on Friday. I spoke to John Thomas, uh, just mentioned former Raptors fifth or fourth string big man who uh, for a time, was my favorite player because he was on the ticket for the first game I ever attended. So I called him up, had a nice chat with him. He was a lovely lovely guy to talk to. It was a really fun piece to put together. So go read that at raptors.com. And uh, more stuff coming out on the weekend. I'll have something for International Women's Day that's going to drop on Sunday. So keep an eye out there at raptors.com. Get the push notifications, download the app, all that good stuff. It's Women's um, Day,
3: folks. <laughs> heck
1: yeah. Uh, you can find me As I said, at Sean on Twitter, you can subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It's much appreciated. And uh, that'll do it. Have a great weekend, everybody. We will talk to you on Monday with another episode of Locked on Raptors.